Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master for this game. And what that means is, well, honestly, I just hang out, you know? I just sit here and let everyone else do the hard work, which is making decisions, having battles, and having fun. And sometimes having fun is hard work. Just ask Jasper after his last encounter with the Elbedriches. It was hard work to have so much fun getting away from them. Oh, that was fun. I mean, he can decide if it was fun or not. I, th- I thought it was fun. But speaking of our players, let's meet them now. Talking about fun. Hi, I'm Nadine Kuhn and I play Cecily Marinator Spring. Cecily is a pixie elf who always wanted to fly and she accidentally created herself wings that don't fly. And now she's determined to figure that out. Ooh, sounds interesting. Sounds like fun. Sounds like Yeah, she's also mm-hmm. an arcane scientist, mate. Oh. <laughs> no, she is actually. She actually is. Hi guys, it's me again, Lucas Fischer. And I play, of course, nobody else than Jasper Casper. He is a human from the non-magical world and all that Jasper wants is try and find a place to belong and I'm sure that we can help him. We will. We will, we will help him. him. (laughs) (laughs) Hi there, I am Sebastian Kinder and I play Eric Miller, a musician magician with a troubled past. His family still doesn't know who he is we will get to that some point right now there are other things which have slightly more importance than that yeah maybe he should write them a postcard like in between our adventures just to check by in between our adventures now the foundation stone foundation oh still one of my favorite moments close the door in front of that the door foundation stone (laughs) This is what truly one of my one of my favorite moments so far. But you know, sometimes the slapstick comedy just gets too good in here. But you know what else is good? A great transition into a question from me for our characters. If this is your first time listening, we don't always talk this awkwardly. Sometimes we form regular sentences that sound like how normal people speak. But this is what you're getting in this episode, and I hope that's fine. And if you want to hear that, be a Patreon, because then you can <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question for our characters today, for our players about our characters today, would be, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream and why? That's so mean. Just because someone asked what Mildred's favorite flavor is, now we have to do the same. It's a great question. I think it reveals so much about your personality. So Sassy doesn't like ice cream because it makes her teeth very sensitive. So she actually does not like ice cream at all. She likes vanilla flavor, but every time she would eat ice cream because she likes the vanilla flavor, for example, she would eat so much and so fast that her teeth would hurt and she would have that frost in her brain. She had brain freeze. Brain freeze. freeze. Mm -hmm. In German, we say Hirnfrost, which actually also sounds really awkward. So she's not a big ice cream fan, though. She she is not. She would eat vanilla. But she would probably try to heat it up and make it a hot white chocolate. Interesting. I would think like the pixie elves probably make their own ice cream, like the traditional way. And she's such a sugar fiend. But, that, you know, I get it. It's There's texture. There's temperature. There's a lot to think about when we're talking about ice cream. 
she's one of those characters. If she likes something, she wants to eat all of it and so much of it, and she cannot like leave anything like behind. So she always finishes whatever she gets. And if you want to do that with ice cream, and you have sensitive teeth, mm-hmm. that's not nice. Mm-hmm. So she's not, issue. she's not having it. Mm. I mean, that's reasonable, understandable. But I have to say that Jasper really likes ice cream. Especially when he went with his grandparents. Or you have like when you're on the playground and then you have this kind of ice cream van coming by with that melody. And you know, oh, it's the ice cream van in the street and like every kid rushes towards it. And I, I don't know if this is a common flavor in maybe America or, or any other country rather than Germany or apart from Germany. Because we had this flavor called either Pokemon flavor or Pikachu flavor. Ah, uh, I, I don't I don't think we call them flavors in, in America. But it's so true. In in Germany it's like Batman flavor. The the characters have flavors. What does it taste like? Like Batman? Like do you, how do you know what Batman tastes like? Uh, it tastes like the school of hard knocks and pure justice. <laughs> you always had like in, in these vans, you had like the typical chocolate or vanilla, but then you had like this one for children, you know? You, you see it as a child and you, you point it in and you're, that's what I want. And that was mostly like Pokemon or Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And it was... That is good commercial. Yeah, and it, it, all, it also, <laughs> when you looked at it, because it was more like turquoise-ish, you know, like... Very bright and unnatural color for it to be like a healthy thing to eat, but but uh, it's not about the flavor itself. Just to to answer the question from the magician master, because you know since uh, Jasper is, I, I won't say it, but Jasper um, spends time on his own and you know reading books and maybe watching TV and having a kind of f- fantasy when when playing alone. You know, using his fantasy. You know, pretending there are people. Mm-hmm. So when he's eating like the the Pokemon eyes he always felt like oh he, he could be the next like ash or the next one you know to to win the tournament you know become the best of all mm-hmm. and then always when he was uh, eating the ice cream going over the playground he could imagine like having lots of pokemon uh, behind him you know yeah because if you eat them then they'll eat you pokemon <laughs> no it's more like like when you when you when you <laughs> Maybe I should have just said vanilla, but I, I'm going to stick with it now. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. I heard oh, the you. theme song and I just so switched glad. the word. I just imagine Jasper seeing Sassley for the first time and he's like, oh, I'm going to catch that Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, that's why I throw like balls at you. Hold still, Sassley. Hold still. I choose you, Butterfree. <laughs> I am an elf. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pixie elf. <laughs> Thank you, thank, thank you, thank me later. Yeah. And Eric, strawberry. <laughs> that, that would be a little bit too easy. Um, I, I have to dig a bit deeper for that. Because as we already, already know, Eric has quite different taste for a few things that are a little bit uh, special. Mushrooms, for example. There is an official answer to what his favorite ice cream is and an unofficial answer to what his favorite ice cream is. The unofficial one, the one that he would always stick to, it's pretty classic. It's chocolate. He loves chocolate. Especially, like, there are those fine, distinguished with Belgian chocolate ice cream that just digs a bit deeper. But if we go for an official one, it has to be an ice cream that's kind of attracting attention of some kind. So the official answer is 
this screaming blue bubblegum smurf ice cream <laughs> if not if not chocolate then this super artificial blue ice cream that tastes like bubblegum or whatever yes <laughs> That's what he's that's what he's ordering because he feels like he has to, but sadly he wants the chocolate, but then he's like, No, I get I get the Smurf one so that people look at me. <laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> but now I wonder if if like Smurf flavor is different in the magical realm. Mm -hmm. Let's not think about this too much before we have Gargamel setting somewhere. <laughs> uh <laughs> well, at least two of our characters would love to be heading off to eat some Smurf or Pikachu-flavored ice cream at this moment, but they are not. Unfortunately, no, our characters are on their way back into the forest and off to the stables where they hope to find Peggy Sheffin and perhaps even Bumper the Rasselbach, since they need a guide to get into the very heart of the Uabaum. Without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK We Are Rolling. Last time on JK We're Rolling. After our intense interrogation with Agent Carter and Councilwoman Korenga, Jasper, Eric and I decided to explore outside of the castle for the day. First, we stopped by the large rune-covered, glowing stones in front of the bridge that leads to the castle. Jasper noticed that the color matched that of the foundation stone. But other than that, there wasn't much to see. Then we followed the river and cut into the forest to check out that huge tree we saw from the Owlry. Everything was fine until we were deep in the forest. Then, suddenly, a gaggle of Elbadridge attacked us. We had to scramble to get out of the territory and Jasper barely escaped without passing out. But we made it. We made it to this giant fir tree. It stands in a sunny, super quiet clearing, taller than we'd even expected. Then we conga-lined into an opening in the tree's roots. Inside the cave under the tree we discovered a stone which seemed to tell the story of two male wizards, two women, and something that happened between them. All I know is when I mentioned Perchta, the two Marceline that live in the tree totally freaked out. They used their magic to see if we were worthy to meet Chi, but apparently we can't go any further into the tree unless we have the help of magical creatures, or get turned into one. So, we're on our way to get Bumper. Hopefully there are no hot feelings. So there you three stand, underneath the Urbaum, in the cavern below the roots of the tree, with your two new, I wouldn't call them friends, but your two new acquaintances, the Mausoleen, the guardians of the Urbaum. And they have just told you that in order to go any further, to find out any information that might be there, and they said some quite interesting things about the three of you as they examined you magically. If you want any further information, you'll need a guide. Yes, maybe some people can enter the Urban without one, but you are not yet worthy enough. But you're interesting enough. You're different somehow. Maybe because you're leading in crystal bearer points and you found your way in here. Maybe because of some other special connection that you've forged. But for whatever reason, they're willing to let you enter if you have a guide. And you have decided to see if you can find one in Bumper, everyone's favorite Rasselbach. So you head out into the forest, and which 
path do you take? We take the direct one. <laughs> Straight you back walk, to the castle. You walk directly back to the castle, and uh, nothing bothers you. And even more so, the mist that usually hangs to the ground doesn't seem to be there, as if your way has been cleared. And it doesn't take much time for you to come back into the clear area around the castle. You come out just south and east of it. You can see the uh, horse shield quarters off to your right and off to your left. You circle around towards the drawbridge and the opening of the castle. Something is strange. You could have sworn that you were only in the actual Urbaum for 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. But as you exit the forest... It seems it's been hours, and it's evening already. The sun has dipped below the horizon. Uh-oh. That's going to be a problem. I don't know. I don't know if Peggy Sheffin is going to be like, yeah, we can help you going in the night into the forest. Uh, hmm. That's peculiar. Interesting. It's magic. Yeah. Um, so they said something about coming the back as soon as we can, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Connor said we had to go back directly. Okay, so where do you think Bumper is right now? In the stables. He's always there. Yeah, the stables. All right. Just have to hope that Peggy is there. Or we just ask Bumper. I don't think it's a good idea to have Peggy there. Just thinking about the time. It's very late. <gasps> Night adventure. Night adventure. Yes. Let's go to the stables. So the stables are basically on the opposite side of the castle from where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to walk all the way around the castle and you can either walk around the front of the castle or the back where the shield's quarters are. Front. 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 Okay. You walk around the front way so you don't bump into any other students or anything. It's evening and people are coming and going from that area. The last we want to have is Brock Carter. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Um, and you see the... Door to the stables is wide open, and there's a light on inside. Someone is in the stable. I think we should just sneak up and listen to who's inside. Okay. Shh. Quiet. Nice quiet. Okay. You get close to the door. Yeah. You sneak up close. And you don't hear much. Just like, sounds like something's being thrown on the ground. And you hear little sounds like, Is it a pig? I don't think that's a pig. Just a wild guess. Bumper has stomach issues. <laughs> Not digesting well. Can we, like, like take a look? I mean, you can stick your head in the barn. Yeah. <laughs> but someone might see you if they're there. But... but can I roll for something? Like, can I roll to just... Sure, you can roll. What do I roll? Like, sneak to check it out? If you're trying to sneak, then yes. <laughs> yeah. So I try to sneak... In a bit with my hat, and it is a seven. <laughs> okay. Awesome. You stick your head in, and Peggy Sheffin looks right at you and says, Oh, hey, Sassley. Oh, hello, Miss Sheffin. What, what a pleasant, pleasant surprise. <laughs> Hi, come on in. Hey, all you yeah, kids, sure. come on in here. Yeah. Are you, oh, yeah, there. Jasper, yeah, as well. Eric, you guys are there? Yeah, yeah. yeah, here. Good evening, Miss Sheffin. All right. Come on in. Thank you. And as you walk a little further in, you see that she's feeding a creature. And this creature can only be described as a pig-shaped, pig-sized, yeah. magical pig creature. They seem to be made of corn stalks. Uh, their entire bodies are made out of these green corn stalks. And they are eating 
<laughs> some some cornmeal, not cornmeal, that's gross. They are eating some meal that Peggy Sheffin is spreading on the ground in front of them. And uh, I, I won't even make you roll for it. These are really common in the magical community. They're called barley sow, and they are, yeah, little magical corn pig creatures. It's well known that they poop out corn, and uh, that corn can be used for a variety of different magical things, <laughs> kind of different items and stuff. Jasper just turns his head to Eric with a very wide grin. <laughs> Eric just nods a bit like, yeah, those are magical pigs, but not just pigs. It's fine. And Jasper nods because he knows that actually he won that, that argument. And Cecily looks at them, she rolls her eyes and she's like, Piggle, can I ask you something? <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, what can I do for you? I have a question. I heard this name and I was really curious about it. Did you ever hear about a name that's Perchta? Perchta. Perchta. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, it's not really ringing a bell, no. It seems to be connected to the Great Hunt. I read it in a book. Do you know what the Great Hunt is? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, Yeah, I guess that's pretty common knowledge. Uh, The Great Hunt is this time of year. I mean, we're getting close to that time of year when... Like in the in the distant, distant past, the residents of the Shadow Realm would come over and try to hunt down the residents of the Material Realm. Woo. Yeah, that that seems to be dangerous and very, very bad. Did ever anything happened here in Neudrachenberg connected to that? Hmm. Well, the school has a very long history, that's for sure. Hmm. I would think that things like the Great Hunt might predate Neudrachenberg, but, I mean, things similar to the Great Hunt have happened throughout the history of the Wizarding World, because this is something that, uh, I don't know, similar things have happened from time to time, but it used to be really a common occurrence, but I, I think that, was, that would probably have predated the castle Neudrachenberg. But, yeah, actually this land's been here longer than the castle so the 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 magical land here existed first and then the castle was built on top of it later ah, i see that is very helpful you know we want to really learn more about history and what happened here and oh yeah stay curious that's always that's that's a great great thing to do right and uh she like walks over to a bale of hay square shaped and she sits down on it She's got like a, a thermos of water there that she drinks from. And she's like, so what, what do I owe the honor of this uh, visit for? <laughs> um, do, do you know where Bumper is? Sure. And she wraps her, her hand on the loft directly above her. And you see a little bunny <laughs> foot is like hanging <laughs> over the edge. And he's, he's, he's laying in the uh, loft above her. And he kind of moves himself and looks over the edge and looks at the three of you and just kind of takes you in and says, here he is. Hi, hi, Bumper. I just, mm, I just want to tell you that I think we are good friends and I really have you close in my heart. After this one and a half week, I realize <laughs> she looks at the guys sweating that you and I could be the closest friends ever. 
<sighs> Do you really want to make him relive all this pain again? <laughs> I just want to try something. You can really help me here. Bumper looks at you three and and he takes you in and he gives a little nod. And uh, Peggy gets up and takes a little step closer to you. And she says, now, look, I, I know you guys had a, you know, you and Bumper, you had a rough week last week. And uh, I told you he's been a little down about it, but I think he's he's feeling a bit better. Uh, but I know I offered oh, you have someone else. I, I don't know. That's not my business. You have to ask him. Uh, <laughs> look, I I offered to, you know, turn you into animals and and let you have a little time alone with Bumper. That offer still stands. So if you want, I can I can turn you guys into animals and you can. I trust Bumper. He's smart. He's he's very capable, and you guys can have some alone time with him. Oh, I should mention that while you're in animal form, you'll be able to talk to him, so you can really get some one-on-one -on -one time that way. Oh, that's going to be uncomfortable. He has probably something to say to me. Um, <laughs> I guess I I deserve that. Um, that sounds beautiful, Pego. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Great, great. Uh, I don't do this for just anybody, but you three, you really shined this past week at school, and well, you handled yourself so well with that Alp and whew, all this other stuff going on in the castle these days. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I trust this combination. But look, if there's anything that goes wrong, you know, come please straight back, and I'll stay in the stables until you get back. Try not to be too long, okay? All right, thank you, Miss Sheffin. All right. How long does the, 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 the magic last? <laughs> Is there like a Cinderella moment that at midnight we're all going to turn into humans? Oh, sure. Cinderella, you do know. She winks at you and she says, Oh, Sassley, I'm a creature master. I don't think so. <laughs> so this is a special thing that she's doing for you three. And normally when you're turned into an animal, it's in a battle type situation. But this is like as an ally and willingly. So... The transformation is something not quite as strong, like as, as strong as if you cast it on yourself, but it's better and stronger for you than if somebody casts it to you in a battle situation. Okay? So there are uh, special rules for this. You can choose to be a bunny, a rat, or a hedgehog. You know, since we're using this spell and you guys are allies, you'll get bonuses to certain abilities depending on which animal you want to be. Bunnies get a plus two to run and a plus one to sneak rats get a plus two to attack and a plus one to investigation hedgehogs get an extra constitution and a special ability called shrill quill uh, where if you're hit with a physical attack the attacker rolls a d20 and if they roll a five or lower they lose a constitution because of your hedgehog quills you don't have any magic while you're an animal but you may communicate with each other and you may communicate with bumper because you're all included in the spell of Peggy Sheffins, but you may not communicate with other humans or humanoids. Uh, if you are whammied in animal form, you will return to human form with only the loss of as much constitution you lost in animal form. So if you're whammied as an animal, you're not completely whammied. You just return to your form with however much constitution you lost. Mostly that would be one constitution. You will be locked out of magic for just one turn of battle if you're whammied in animal form, um, but that's it. Can I ask a question? Yes. These um, characters in the tree, are they more like animals or more like humans? They're 
humanoid creatures. So oh, we shouldn't all do that. You will be able to understand them, but they you won't be able to communicate with them directly. You won't be able to have a long conversation with them about uh, the complexities of of uh, any <laughs> subject. Of the but, Urbaum and yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll they'll know it's you. All right. So I don't know about you, but is it random which which creature we get, or are we allowed to choose? You can choose. So Peggy Sheffin says, "Okay." So and she looks at Jasper and she says, "Bunny, rat, or hedgehog? I can do them all." Um, I don't know about you guys, but I I'd, I'd like to be a hedgehog. And she says, "All right, great. Flippity zickety zam." I'm just kidding. That's not the spell. Favando uh -huh. bundle. Boom. And you are shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Your hair grows further and further down along your back and then hardens and turns into these spiny quills that hedgehogs have and your nose elongates into a cute little snout and before long there you are on the ground a little hedgehog uh, and she turns to i don't know who's next who's closest i'm going to be a bunny anyway because i think that i you know i owe that to bumper <laughs> that's poetic i oh. love that <laughs> um, so she turns to sasso and she's like bunny huh mm. <laughs> Okay, great. Here we go. Favando bundle. Boom. And you shrink just like you did once before, uh, but this time it feels even more powerful. Maybe you got a better hang of being a bunny this time. And you are a adorable little bunny with a tuft of pink hair on your head. And she looks at Eric. Rat. Okay, great. We got the whole zoo in here. Sounds great. Favando bundle. And you shrink and a little rat tail pops out <laughs> cute little mouse ears appearing Aww. on your head and of course a very cool green side cut of hair yes. <laughs> <laughs> i'm the punk rock rat yeah the punk rock rat the rat with the undercut <laughs> <laughs> so the three of you are there she says all right uh bumper you're in charge of these three so uh you know, just look after them and play nice, play safe. You know what to do. And Bumper, who is now bigger than any of the three of you, by the way. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> he hops down, graceful and lithe, in front of you. And he shakes his ears from side to side. <laughs> and he says... <laughs> Can't wait to hear his voice. <laughs> and he says... <laughs> Super sexy. So what's the danger? <laughs> And Pastor gets goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know how to feel about that, no. but she's a little terrified because she's like, "I don't want to. I don't want him to think of like of this in a wrong way. I don't want to give him any hope. This is a friendship moment." And she looks at him and she's like, "Hi. <laughs> um, it's good to talk to you. Finally, one on one, and them too as well." No, no, it's uh. Good to see you too, Sassley. And he's moving right on, <laughs> moving right on. <laughs> he's holding it, to, he's keeping it together. Yeah. He's like, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he looks at you and he says, so uh, I know the look of three people who have something on their minds. I don't think you came here with nothing in your agenda. What can I do for you? What can we, uh, what kind of trouble can we get into today? Oh, he's good. Oh, oh Jasper, be careful. Oh, you're poking me. You he looks careful. up at uh, Peggy Sheffin and she just looks at you through and she's like, so cute, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks back and he's like, she doesn't get it. 
But you know that she does have a slight telepathic bond with him, so he can send her telepathic thoughts if he wants to, but uh, clearly he does not always. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. I love it. Just like Eric just takes a short look to Cecily, is still a little bit frozen in place. Um, we kind of need your help. Go on. I'm intrigued. And he starts to pace up and down in the, on the stable. I'm listening. Walk with me. Walk with me outside. And he leads the way out the door. Sure thing. You hurt the bunny. You hurt the bunny. Let's walk with him. Let's hop. And he, he hops very coolly. And Cecily <laughs> looks at him and she like kind of copies what he does. And she's like hopping behind him. Come on. Yeah, you do a cool hop too. I'm not hopping. No, you don't hop. You do. You, I guess, Eric scurries and... Uh, ja- Jasper... <laughs> Uh, tiny feet. Just there's like a normal hedgehog crawl, just a normal little hedgehog crawl. <laughs> and he's like, and, and, and Jasper is um, trying to keep up with Eric, and he's like, Oh, I can understand why Sesti likes him. He's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I hope we get friends. So, so Bumper. Yeah. Um, can we talk from bunny to bunny? Can we be honest here? <laughs> of course. And, uh, I'm not a bunny. You're Rasselbock. Yes, that's what I wanted to say. So from Rasselbock to bunny, from bunny to Rasselbock, here's the thing. We discovered this furry tree. We went into that tree. It's called the Urbaum, by the way. And we want to go into that tree further and further. And there's a way for us to enter and figure out more stuff if we have someone who guides us. A magical creature. And we were thinking, you would be the right one to guide us. Because we trust you. You're strong. And you know things. Mm. And we feel safe with you. Yes, you can protect us. Yeah, keep up. Keep up, Jasper. You're a little behind. <laughs> Waddling in behind you guys. <laughs> I'm such a cute little hedgehog. He's like, hold on. <laughs> Good thing or bad thing that he isn't a blue one. Ta-da. Uh, <laughs> maybe a fast hedgehog, too. Yeah. <laughs> Bumper looks at you three and says, I know the tree that you're speaking of, of course. Yes. Large tree to the southeast. An interesting landmark, but I've never been able to enter myself. I wasn't welcome in the past. You have to be pretty special to get on the inside of that tree. But you're saying you have a way in? Yeah, have a way in. Good. Good. Well, then. Are you intrigued as well? Are you interested in figuring this out if you never, you, you've never been yourself? Oh, certainly. Every magical creature within, I don't know, quite a distance can feel a pull to that tree. It's like a beacon that feels homey and right, sent out to every creature. And the further away, I guess, the less you feel. But this close, it's like a constant humming in my head that makes me feel safe and protected, but calls to me. And I've gone there before, but there was no entrance to the tree when I went. But if you've somehow found a way in, I'd be more than happy to check that out and get into a little trouble. Yeah, we are speaking the same language. <laughs> the matter of fact that he didn't see an entry and we conga lined into this tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys know that the Guardian's Apparently, do not usually let people enter the tree, yeah. but uh, but Bree was 
curious about you three, so let you in. The power of music and dancing. (laughs) (laughs) So, shall we be off then? Yeah, let's do this. Yep. Let's get dangerous. (laughs) He he starts hopping off in the direction of the of of the woods off into the southeastern part and you three can follow will do definitely yay this is fun (laughs) this may take a while (laughs) (laughs) he offers like this section between his neck and his antlers for jasper to climb up onto (laughs) oh that's so cute (laughs) i'm just imagining like hedgehog jasper just with this tiny paws holding to those antlers yeah, his tongue out like a dog in the car. Like, <laughs> no, but first you have to imagine that little hedgehog trying to climb up. Yeah. <laughs> Cecily helps you with her head. She's like giving you. You can just just walk on her head, like with your tiny little feet, and then she's like helping you getting up there. So all of you easily get back to the forest. The way is clear and mistless again once for you, and even more so. You are now guided by a magical creature. And you three are creatures basically yourself. So while you do not have the, the true heart and fiber of a, of a magical being, anything that might want to mess with you is not going to at this moment. And there's no fear of you getting lost. Like the Mausoleum told you, you can just go straight to the Uabaum, which waits for you, looking just the same as it did before. In fact, the sun is in the exact same position here at the Uabaum. And it's a bright, blue, sunny day, mountainous, crystal clear air all around you. Ha. Huh. Hmm. Bumper, do you know why it's always like daytime here? Hmm. To me, this feels like the epitome of the material realm. When I'm in this place, I feel the most connected I could be to the material realm. And. It feels right. I guess there is a rightness about this place. That's the best I can explain it. You do sound a little bit like Ross Ehrenmann when you explain something. No, he has a bit more behind We're played him. by the <clears throat> same voice actor. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You're going to point out every character that sounds like another character. That <laughs> I'll tell you, Cecily, that was straight out of the book, Flirting 101. That was on point. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I think, I think like, since he's actually, in, in reality, so much smaller than Ross Ammon, he's like, oh, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> and he leads the three of you in further to hold the Obaum. Hold on, hold on. We cannot enter. We, en- we have to enter the same way we entered before. Mm. We are making a conga line, and we sing the song. We go in the fir tree. We go in the fir tree. Okay. He says, what? He says, um, okay, you're in charge. <laughs> and once more in height order, which is different than last time. Let's see. Uh, he is the tallest, followed by Sassley, followed by Jasper, followed by Eric, who's now the smallest. Oh, we, we do it the opposite way this yeah, time. Yeah, big to small. It's kind of difficult to really get a hold because of all those quill hedgehog (laughs) how shall i (laughs) come on eric everybody is holding each other i didn't think you were trying to hold on to each other this time (laughs) you all are four feet (laughs) okay so you all do an awkward uh conga line with four feet um but i picture it like you stick out the front right and the back left leg 
Da 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 da. We can actually use our like little snouts to like bite into the tail of the person in the front. Oh my god! Nope. 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 Yeah, I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Eric nope. does not do that. <laughs> no, let us not do that. <laughs> okay. So you can't get into the Urbaum, and Brie and Connor appear on either side of you. Oh, they have returned. Oh, hello. Oh, you are cute little animals. Now look at them. They're so cute. Oh, you just had to bring either a guide or become one, but you did both. That is incredible. They are incredible. I agree. Okay. <laughs> I can't really say anything against it at this point. So are you ready to continue? And Chesty jumps up and down. <laughs> yes. Eric nods. Looks pretty rocky with this hair flipping. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well then. I suppose you know the way, Mr. Rasselbach. <laughs> and Bumper says, yeah, I do. Which they can't understand, but that's what he says. And he takes a moment. You see his ears tilt, his face looks, and he says, I've got it. Follow me, you three. This is going to be fun. And he hops towards a small hole in the cavern. Mm-hmm. This is big enough for all of you to fit into. And you enter the Urbaum. So, you enter the first room on the next level up of the Urbaum. You travel slightly up through this wooden walkway and come into an open wooden cavern with glowing mushrooms on the walls. Moss hangs from above and earthy smells hit your nose. You are now in the heart of the Urbaum. Ahead of you, you see the path splits to the right and to the left. To the right, a thin winding tunnel, and to the left, a kind of ramp sloping slightly upward and around more gently to the left. Bumper says, Well, I don't know what to tell you. Both are definitely in the right direction, so I could go either way. Which one you think is faster? I would say... The one that goes more up and gentle seems like more obvious route, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's faster or safer. I think there might be something else in the, in the other direction. Could be a more interesting route. I would be for the viney one. Yeah, interesting. That, that's my thing. I go where Bumpa goes. I knew I liked you. Then let's go. Off we go. Off we go. Come on, everyone. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. So... You all head into these tunnels that kind of wind around, and the tunnel wraps around, it turns a few times, and then breaks off into three different directions. And you hear buzzing down two of the tunnels. One tunnel buzzes loudly on the right. One tunnel on the left buzzes less intensely. And the buzzle and the tunnel down the middle produces no noise at all. Do you hear this too? Or is this like a hedgehog tinnitus? <laughs> I hear that. But what, what, what does it mean? Sounds like uh, insects to me, but could be. Not sure. I'll let you take points on this one. You think they're bees? Magical bees? Can I roll, can I roll for investigation? Okay. Can I roll again for investigation? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a 10. A 10. Yeah, probably insects. Okay, uh, 
just just remembering the rats got a plus to investigation. Oh. Rats get a plus two to attack and a plus one to investigation. I would like to 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 stick my nose to the say into those as well. I'm curious. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> and I rolled a 14 plus 1 that's 15. 15. Okay. You stick your your rat head in the air and you sniff and you open your ears up wide and you're certain that this buzzing is the buzzing of flies and bees and you're not sure in what combination and when you sniff you're sure that there's different substances down the different tunnels but since you're where everything intersects you can't separate it mm -hmm. he's like going from one to the other okay i i hear flies and bees pretty sure and there's different smell but i can't really pinpoint what exactly should it be a problem to encounter flies and bees i mean they are just so small but they could be a lot oh but now i wonder what usually attracts a lot of flies and bees poo and flowers <laughs> that is very smart but i would also say honey and like sugar stuff some foody stuff all right so and poop and flowers <laughs> that's correct you see <laughs> okay so uh the wildest guess the one with the most noises is something that attracts most of them. The one with less noises has something in it which doesn't attract as many of them, but still a few of them. And the one without a sound most likely holds something that's not attracting bees or flies. So I don't think I want to go down the completely silent one. Mm -hmm. It could also be something that they're all scared of. Potentially. That's why they don't go there. Like a, like a bug that eats flies and bees. You mean like a spider? Yes. Oh, like I will not go down this one. If there's a spider, I will not go down this one. So where's the most humming? Let's go there. The most humming seems to go up because when you have those bees usually are in the, in those, how do you call them, Michael? Vam, like the... Beehive? They're in beehives and they're usually like up somewhere. And I wonder if you want to go up and if this is the right way to do. So the one with the most humming? I would say so. If it attracts flowers, it attracts me. Okay. I'm going to follow you guys on this one. Let's check it out. You three enter. Sassily leads the way into the tunnel with the most buzzing. And as you enter the tunnel, they don't really bother you. They seem fixated on something at the back of the tunnel. But there are flies and a few bees kind of buzzing around. But it's not a beehive. These are just insects that have been attracted to this area. And as you step in further, at the very back of the tunnel, which ends in a dead end, there's no way out, you see pooling on the ground there some honey. Oh, yeah, it's honey. It's like a honey eyes. Mm -hmm. And Bumper <laughs> says, oh, we should keep that. I have a feeling this could be very helpful later. Anybody want to roll world lore? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Why not you guys? I mean, I can, but... I got the bookishness of zero. Mm -hmm. Means I roll without a negative. <laughs> yeah, okay. Better roll than usual. <laughs> yes. I rolled an eight. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a 17. All right. Thank you. What the heck? All right. Um, 
Eric, you're not sure where and you're not sure what, but you read something about magic honey in your uh, textbook for Mildred's class, but you did not even get close to covering that chapter. You just flipped through and saw it at one point. You're not sure what that is. Mm -hmm. I remember something about magic honey from one of the books in Mildred's class, but... Uh... Wow, I should really start reading them. Yeah, you should. They're <laughs> quite entertaining. But so you think it's, it could be something like an ingredient we could use for something? Potentially, but I just wonder how we store it. And I mean, it's, it's, it's delicious after all. So why don't we just take a little bit? I mean, you can also try to eat some. <gasps> yes. Can we get close enough? Sure. But just, but just because, you know, with this new nose that he just got, like, you know, sniffing and then just couldn't resist the, the smell. Then while talking, he just steps a few steps closer and just tries to reach the, the, the honey that's on the floor and trying to, to take a sip. It's the craziest, most delicious insanely potent honey you've ever had in your whole life. Human Jasper knows that he has just had all of his constitution healed. <gasps> what? Guys, that is amazing. I just need to write down that I have three constitutions, but this is amazing. What, what does it taste like? What is it? Hold on, I also want to don't eat all of it. Hold on. It tastes like heaven. And Cecily like puts her whole body in it. She sits in there and she's like having her right paw, her left paw. Like... <laughs> You're like in the Aristocats when uh, yeah. Toulouse is <laughs> playing in the paint. <laughs> That's the moment, like, I expect Bumper just stays back as well. Yeah, Bumper's just watching. I mean, he he's just kind of uh, watching y'all enjoy yourselves, and he's like, yeah, that's the good stuff, you know? <laughs> you said something about maybe taking something of that with us? But where? Oh, I wish I were a kangaroo. Yes. Oh, it is so delicious, guys. That's difficult. Or one of us has to be a hamster and put it in his, his mouth. <laughs> Bumper's just going to say, well, I guess you could maybe place some in my antlers, and if you turn back into humans again later, you might be able to get enough for a vial in there. That stuff's really powerful, so as long as there's some somewhere on us, then I think you can get some into a vial at a later date. Uh, not a later date, at a later time. When Sassy turns around, when she hears later date, she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then she turns back and she's like... <laughs> it is so delicious. Guys, what what do you think? Some of that uh, energy you're having right there over there, maybe thanks to a kind of sugar crush, I don't know. Um, could stick some of the honey to Bumper's antler? Yeah, it's certainly sticky enough. Yeah, you could totally actually do that. Mm. There's so much here. Did you try it, Eric? You need to try it. You need to try it. You need to give life a chance to grow on you. Come on. While, while Cecily is still eating the honey, uh, Jasper is trying to, you know, scrap some of them together and hold it in his yeah, claws and just slowly walking to, to bump. Sure, he, he tries, <laughs> but it's... <laughs> but you don't have thumbs. You can't <laughs> cup your hands together. They just, just goes through your fingers. Bumper tries to go put his antlers in the honey so that some sticks to it. And he says, I hope I don't regret this later. All right. <laughs> well, there's no way out here. So uh, should we keep looking? I think so, yeah. All right. The one with lesser buzzing? Oh, shall we just check another tunnel? As we can't keep going in this one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Bumper leads the way out and he says, you know, 
I think that might have been the best thing we could find in this area. Maybe we should backtrack and take the wide road around. All right. Oh. Wow, really sticking to the ground, guys. Like when I walk, it's really... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get minus one to run actions now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Is she leaving a trail of honey behind her? (laughs) Yeah. So you all backtrack out of the small tunnels and you head to the other entrance. Mm-hmm. You walk around this, I said it looks a bit like a ramp, and you follow it. The tree opens up even wider, and you can see that Bumper, he's constantly sensing where to go and following this feeling of guidance that he experienced earlier and continues along this wider open path. The way is paved with fuzzy lichen. And you enter what feels to you like a new level of the tree. There's kind of a smaller passageway at the end of this wider area, and you feel like, now I'm in a new area. Once again, on this level, the way branches into two directions. Now you can look directly to your right and see the first room. That room has a few inches of water that fill it up. On the opposite side of that tunnel is an opening that clearly leads to the next level of the tree. And that's what you see so far. The tunnel on the other side of you winds off in the other direction, and there are glowing mushrooms along the wall. Further down that hallway, you see four openings on the sides of the wall with faint glows coming off of them. Kind of Mm -hmm. like the same, similar to the other mushrooms that you've seen That hallway also seems to continue around and go past those four openings. So it seems like perhaps either direction could take you to the next level higher of the tree. So what do you think? Taking a quick look at everything or just... uh... Well, I think if we have the choice to explore something, I would would take that chance. Mm -hmm. Since Bumper is with us, he can protect us. Okay, so you can look into the room with the water, but Bumper stops you from actually stepping into it, and he says, I'd hold on a second here. <laughs> I know from experience that any sound we might make in that water might give away our position. I think that sneaking will be difficult in water and easier in the other direction. I don't know about you, but I have a certain sense of danger on this level. And then... Jasper is like, like stepping back from the entrance. He's looking to Bumper. Oh, so we have to be careful. He pets your, uh, <laughs> he, he pets your head with a, with an ear. That's right. <laughs> but you can still look into the room and investigate it. All right. I would like to roll an investigation. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> oh, look, a room full of water. <laughs> this is a room filled up with water. Shall the rat try it? You can yeah. just go ahead and I'll investi- roll one investigation roll for this room, and I'll also give you all an investigation roll for the other side. Well, because Jasper is too careful after what Bumper said, he only rolled a 10. Okay. I have a 16. Okay. Eric and Jasper both notice that in this room, this is kind of weird, you didn't see anything like this before. Uh, in the tree, everything was always mushrooms and lichen and moss. There seemed to be shells which hang organically outward from the wall like little shelves and what did you roll eric i rolled a 16 okay that's what you notice 
there are little clusters, little clumps of shells that hang outward from the from the walls. Guys, I have so much honey in my eyes. What do you see? Can you, can you tell me what you see? Are those shells? Yeah, but they look like a shelf. A shell like a shelf. You can also investigate the tunnels off to the other side. You can all roll investigation again separately. 15. It's a 19. It's good. It's good. You're like zero. <laughs> that that's 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 good. Um I'm 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 going to dig a little bit deeper. I'm going for four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what Jasper and Sassley both hear uh this time as they kind of poke their heads is not quite as difficult as an investigation check on this side. Because you hear the sound of cooing coming from the closest area like a bird. And in between that cooing, heavy breaths, like a creature is asleep. Oh, seems like someone is trying to sleep and doesn't want to be bothered by like people like us. Sounds big. I wouldn't go there. And it sounds like like a bird. Doesn't it sound like a bird? Did you say that? It sounds like a bird. Sounds like a bird. Have you ever heard like a pigeon roost at night? Like they actually make sounds while they sleep. They make little like cooing sounds. Oh yeah. I thought it's like, you know, when Pegasus and Hercules, when he sleeps, he's like, yeah. wee, 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 wee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I feel like I do not want to wake this, this creature up. Might be better. Don't hear a thing. But do we have to decide between one of those tunnels? Bumper says, so it seems like a choice has been laid out before us. Based on what you've gathered intelligently, my guess would be in one direction, there's a sleeping something, and we can try to sneak past it. But in the other direction, it will be almost impossible to sneak, but maybe less dangerous. Maybe. I don't like the word maybe. Maybe. I would I would much rather like the word definitely. Well, it's definitely a maybe. Oh. All right. It's time to vote. I think we should vote on this. Bumper, you vote blast. I abstain. <laughs> that way it, that way there's only 3 people voting and it definitely goes one direction. <laughs> All right. I think we should vote. Who wants to vote first? The one who asks. All right. And the last one actually decides then. I will go for the one with the water. Oh, because I wanted to go for the for the sleeping one. Eric? I hate you too. You could have started. You said it. <laughs> you said that she should go first. Oh, it's going to be a dice-based decision. Even for the bird, ought for the water. Such a risky guy, that Eric. It's a one. It's ought. He's like looking in between Cecily and Jasper for a moment. Looks at Cecily. I'm for the way you want to use. So, over there. Points with his little arm in the direction. Oh, that was a good idea. I really don't know. So, <laughs> I think we should just try to run through this. Through the water? Oh, oh, guys, I can use, oh no, I cannot use Haven Tree because I'm <laughs> No, no, no. Bumper says, yeah. All right, lead on, trusty gentleman. 
How deep is the water? Is there water like just a few inches? See, there's a moment when you're on the nanny. Not when you're a bunny. Um. I think it would be only fair since I didn't vote for the water that that some of you go ahead. I can go first. I don't mind. I would run. I will run through it. All right. Okay. Uh, roll roll a running action. I'm not that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start running with a five. Is that with all your bonuses? It is. <laughs> Sassley splashes very happily through the room, <laughs> but does not make it across. <laughs> uh, and do the, the rest of you follow, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Bumper takes up the rear right behind uh, his hedgehog friend. And uh, I'm going to make a little roll. Yeah, sure. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, I because I almost never roll a natural 20 as the dungeon master, as the game master. (laughs) But uh, I did. And I will tell you. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, is it, is it good for us or bad for us? It's bad for you. Oh, good um, to know. Oh, no. There is a collection of shells that you noticed on the walls, and they tumble out of the wall and shake free and begin to form into an almost humanoid shape. They rustle against each other, and you hear Bumper behind you say, Watch out. Shelly Coates, all three of you can roll world lore. Thirteen. Three. <laughs> Thirteen. And I don't have bonuses. <laughs> okay. Thirteen. Okay, that's fine. I mean, you Shelly Coates also, much like Elbridge, they're they're pretty common magical creatures. They're composed of shells. They lay usually at the bottoms of lakes, rivers, streams, and other small bodies of water. And it often disguises itself at the bottom of the water in order to catch and eat fish. They can mimic sounds and create human-sounding laughter, which is what makes them dangerous. But usually their rattling shell body will give them away to what they are. They're not always dangerous. They're usually playful, but they get carried away and can sometimes drown their victims. They don't really have a concept of what is dangerous for other things because they're just magical constructs made of shells and not much bothers them. So one drops off of the left side of you, and then you hear a rattle to the right side of you as well as another shelly coat looms in front of you. And what you did not roll well enough to notice is the ceiling above you is also pocked with shells, and this shell is very clearly in the form of a creature. And it falls smack dab in the middle of you. Everybody roll bookishness. Oh. Yay! Nine. Two. <laughs> I got you, Cecily. Yeah, we're taking turn. Fourteen. Bumper also rolled a nine. Matching numbers. Does that give us a bonus like in Mario Party? Do we <laughs> yeah. get like extra yeah. coins? Now? Yeah, you get two coins. You get extra shells. <laughs> <laughs> and you are in combat. <laughs> and now we have that music. <laughs> yeah, I can finally use the fun <laughs> combat music again. All your combat music lately has been like, bum bum. 
Duh. Yeah, but since they are just playful, we can have yes, like a, they just want to they can still us crush in a playful us. Playful and cheerful <laughs> way. Yeah, unfortunately, you didn't roll high enough to know what any of the Shelly Coat abilities are. Hmm, I can give a roll to Bumper. He's apprenticed basically to a creature master. No, that's not going to do it. Okay. Um, so into the unknown. Eric, you get to react first. Yeah. Uh, okay. Running, fighting, running or fighting. Very quick towards the others. An option to run because they're in our ways, right? Is that an option? You're going to have to at least fight them a little bit. And anybody who gets left behind will will be on their own. I will say this, unlike Elbedrich, which are class 2 creatures, you notice they were very difficult, uh, Shelly Coats are class 1 creatures. Meaning one constitution? Usually, yeah. Okay. Um, in that case, let's not try to repeat the Elbedrich uh, disaster. Oh, I, I would like that if we don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, me want a bite. Okay, yeah. Okay, run up to one of those shells and and uh, roll a bite attack. I will do. I will do. <sighs> yeah. That rolled eighteen plus two for the attack. That's a twenty. Twenty. Okay, they'll roll spryness to see if they get out of the way. 18's not quite high enough, so you sink your teeth into a shell, which doesn't feel particularly great, but it does seem to affect this shelly coat. And I'm going to assume that you attack the one that's kind of in the middle of you all that fell yeah. from the ceiling. Yeah. And he'll roll a constitution die right away. He passes that constitution die with a 17, Yep. but he will need... To roll even higher for his next one. Yay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He needs at least a 14 to pass the next one. And that is the three Shelly coats. They go next. You are hanging on to this one Shelly coat by the teeth, and it's <laughs> yeah. going. It doesn't it didn't like that. <laughs> Felt. Oh, it didn't, didn't like that. It didn't like that. Uh, it's decided that you do not want to play, um, which is fine because Shelly coats play very rough. They're no fun to play with. Uh, and he'll try to toss you off of him against uh, the wall of the tree. So he'll also make a physical attack roll. But he does a very bad job. As long as you don't roll a one, he will not succeed. Okay. <laughs> I take that. I rolled a 12. Okay. He rolled a two. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess technically he rolled a three, but still. Very good. It's Shelly Coat number two. Uh, he is going to attack... Sassley, who's in the lead, he rolled a one for his attack. Another terrible attack from the Shelly Coat. Come on, come on. Uh, you just see him kind of fall apart into shells on the ground and uh, then oh. reassemble himself together. He doesn't really do much. And then the third Shelly Coat's going to attack Bumper, who's at the back of the group. Wow, it's insane. That's crazy. He rolled a four. I will roll for Bumper okay. to see if he beats that. Bumper barely beats that, actually. He got a six. Okay. Heck. So very close. The Shelly coat um, goes to grab him with its Shelly arms and slices the air right above his antlers, but he blocks it with an antler. And he says, come on, give it a real shot. <laughs> I wish I would be like him. And then he shouts back, Sassley, are you okay? I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing pretty good over here. Thank you. you. You're doing good as well. Of course. That is Sassley's turn. Okay, I think I would just like to jump into them with my head forward. Yeah, okay, headbutt. Yeah. 
Great. Roll that physical attack roll. It's a 19. You guys are rolling amazing, and I'm rolling terribly. This is going to be over in two seconds. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, he rolled a 17, and uh, the one closest to you that you attacked is going to roll a constitution die. He also succeeds that, but again, it'll get harder for him. You shatter his shells, and they, they fly across the room, sticking into the wood at the side of the room, but they start to coalesce together after that. And then Sassy turns around to Bump and she's like, I okay. <laughs> and there's like water dripping from your pink hair and you look super cool. <laughs> and and you, you see Bumper is like, yeah, I'm cute. Okay. You're okay. <laughs> and then it's, uh, it's actually Bumper's turn next. <laughs> oh no. Bumper will try to use his special ability, which worked so well when y'all faced down the Alp. That is called Clever Bantler. And uh, he needs to roll a six through a 10 on a D10. One through five is a complete miss. Six through 10 is two physical attacks in a row. Oh, he's just so good. He rolled an eight. Yeah. He gets two physical yes. attacks in a row. And uh, he's going to go for the one that targeted him last turn. And he says, you can go straight back to shell. And then attacks twice. <laughs> uh, okay. The first one was a one. He totally whiffs it and doesn't hit it all. Second one is uh, a 10. Uh, Shelly Coat gets an 11, gets out of the way. Uh. He missed both times, unfortunately. Uh, that's going to be Jasper's turn. Jasper just, you know, watched what, what happened all the time, and he was, like, super excited because all that cool stuff happening around him, and he felt like, oh, this is such an action moment, and he isn't that afraid at the moment, maybe because of all these quilts protecting him at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he chooses to to try to attack as well uh trying to you know to roll up into a little ball uh -huh. and just uh charging at one of these shell creatures okay so you have one that's closest to you um that's kind of in the middle of y'all that eric has been fighting uh, it's a little weakened you have the one at the front that sassley's been fighting it's a little weakened and you have the one that bumper is fighting behind you okay so probably the one i have direct vision to yeah Okay, so the one that Eric is also fighting. So you roll towards it in a ball of fury and quills. Roll your physical attack roll. 13. Could, could 13, work. okay. It'll roll a defense roll. 10. Oh my <gasps> god, they're just terrible. <laughs> just yeah. terrible. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so you successfully barrel into this shelly coat in the middle, and it rolls a constitution dice. It succeeds again. It rolls a 17. It needed a 14. But its next roll will have to be a 17 or higher. And that will circle around. Eric the Rat, what are you up to? Let me find this again. Yeah, you guys, you're you're now double teaming it. You're just pummeling it. So bite it. No, and, we, are, uh, we are playing with it. You're playing with it and you're winning the In game. Hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's 17. 17. Be good. Ooh, Shelly Coat got an 18. Ooh. So Shelly Coat ah. has a special ability because it's made of shells. Yeah? If it successfully rolls a defense roll against a physical attack only, the attacking character rolls a constitution dice. Reminds me of uh, a hedgehog. <laughs> Similar kind of thing going on there. Go on, attack me. Similar kind of thing. I rolled a 14. Okay, very good. Your next 
dice will have to be a 14 or higher as well. Sure. Okay. But you live another day as a rat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Those shells are harder than they look. <laughs> um, so it's Shelly Code's turn. All three of them are going to roll attack rolls against their people. So first against Bumper. Uh, <laughs> he rolls a three. <laughs> Bumper rolls an 18 and just hops over that Shelly Code's head and is like, <laughs> I thought you wanted to play a game. <laughs> uh, the one in front of Sassly tries to attack Sassly. It's gathered its its shells back up together after she shattered them. Rolls a two. Yeah, come on, bring it, bring it, bring it. <laughs> come on, roll two to evade. Yeah, you get to roll to see if you... Uh, uh, technically, it's a three, so you have to beat a three, Sassly. I have a six. Okay, that beats it. <laughs> that beats it. I mean, that's fine. That's enough. That's enough. She's she's not as cool as Bumper. Like, she doesn't jump over its head, but she still, like, manages to get out of the way. <laughs> and then um, one will try to attack Jasper the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, come on. <laughs> um, Look how happy he looks to be the one to be attacked. Jasper, that's a 20. Oomph. Yeah, there is no defense roll, unfortunately. He succeeds. Roll a constitution die. Did I say come on? I meant go away. Ah, <laughs> um. uh, hubris. Come on is like, come on, go away. At least I have two constitutions. So this shelly coat picks you up like in a hug and its shells are pressing into your body. Mm-hmm. What do you roll? Would a three be enough? Unfortunately, <laughs> not in this case. To be um, honest, I had the feeling. I had the feeling it wouldn't be enough. So it shells press into your body and you lose a constitution. Oh, that, that I thought I wouldn't be hurt as a hedgehog. And unfortunately, you're wrapped up right now. You'll have to use a movement to get away from it. Next turn. But it is not the Shelly Code's turn any longer. No, it is Sassley's turn. She's going to jump right back into that one again. Into the one that you've been fighting. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. And it is an 18. An 18. Ooh. Okay. That Shelly coat rolls an 11 and you slam into it again. It just, it comes together. It swipes at you. It misses. Boom. You yeah. hit it again. And she makes a turn in the air and she's like all the way like bumping into the... You flip in the air, in midair, and your back powerful bunny feet kick out in slow motion. You slam into it. It rolls a constitution dice, a 13. It needed 14. Yeah. And yeah. those shells just fleeing out in every direction. That Shelly coat will need a lot of time to get itself back together. It is out of the battle. Yeah, bye. <laughs> and then she like turns around and she's like blowing her like um, her bangs. She's like, I got this, guys. <laughs> In the meanwhile, the Shelly coat is hugging Jasper yeah. as tightly as it can. Everyone else is totally mortified by what's happening to Jasper. And Jasper didn't even see what happened behind her. So she's like turning around and she's blowing her bangs away. And she's like, I got this guy. What are you doing over there? <laughs> don't, don't, don't care about me. Uh, okay, the next one is going to be Bumper. He's going to try to use his special ability once more. So it takes a d10, rolls a 7. He's successful. He gets two physical attacks. His first one is a 5. Oh, jeez, come on, Bumper. He's like succeeding the ability and then failing the physical attacks. He succeeds. He succeeds. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. 
he actually manages to hit that Shelly Coat with that super low roll, and the Shelly Coat is going to roll its first constitution roll, succeeds it, but its next one will have to be higher, and Bumper's not finished yet. He comes in again with his second antler. Boom, boom, swinging his head from side to side. <laughs> he rolls an 11, and the yeah. Shelly Coat rolls an 18. Shelly Coat gets out of the way, but... He took a tough, tough hit from one of those antlers, and he's been sent kind of skidding through the water off to one side. That is Jasper's turn. So I, I, either, I, I have to use my free action to get out of the If you want to get away, but he's hugging you, I would say that you can still try to attack him with your quills. Yeah, that was my... Would it, would it be something like a thing if I try to roll, roll up again, like while he's hugging me? Oh, you bite into his nose. You're like, he hugs you, you're like, ah. Yeah, you can do that. I'm actually, I'm looking. Oh, you know what? You were hit with a physical attack and that was supposed to activate your special right. ability, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's hugging you and he's hugging these quills so tight um, that they're sticking into his shells and he has to roll a defense roll for that actually immediately. And if he rolls a five or lower, which he has been doing a lot, uh, he'll lose an automatic constitution. He rolled a five. <gasps> so as he hugs you tighter to him, yeah. your quills stick into a shell, stick into another shell, stick into another shell, and they explode outward from the back of you, and you just land there super cool. Constitution for a constitution. Oh, and then he's like, oh, yeah. open, my mouth open wide. Did you guys see that? And Sassy gives a thumb up with her paw. Jasper, it's still your turn. Oh. And there's one Shelly coat left that has been knocked back by Bumper. It is off its. <laughs> it's off its feet ish things uh, and vulnerable to attack. Cassidy looks at Jasper and she's like, go get him, Jasper. Ooh, let's do another spiky barrel roll. <laughs> okay, roll that attack roll. And it's. Uh, ooh. 13 okay Ooh. okay he's gonna roll he has to he has to be a 13 he got an, he got a 19 oh no yeah he gets out of the way but that's eric's turn once more let me try it again yes i'm a rat i can bite i shall try it yeah so with the plus two to spryness and the plus two to attack i'm coming to a 22 Let's see. Yeah. If I don't think it's possible for the Shelly Coat to get out of the way. Yeah. No, it doesn't happen. He rolls a 10. So you smash into him with teeth and claws. And this Shelly Coat just sinks to the ground. Unlike the other ones, which like shattered into a million pieces. It just like crumbles into shells on the <laughs> ground. You guys have defeated the three Shelly Coats. And the pathway is open to you. Yes. Bumper says... Well, looks like the only thing these three are coded in is defeat. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> He's so funny. For for one moment, just like with this tiny paws rubbing over his teeth, like that felt strange. <laughs> so the three of you walk up to the next level and you're just in a big open room. The biggest and most open room of the tree yet. You're pretty high up up now you've gone through at least three levels maybe four you're not exactly sure and once again it's oddly peaceful 
and quiet. And you look around and you hear echoing voices float to you. She comes. She comes. She knows. She's here. And out of the ground, the wood starts to twist and pull downwards and something begins to rise. First, a head of twigs and vines. Things crawl along and slither inside the mass of roots and grass and moss as it continues to come up out of the floor. The being twists out of the wood. A long cloak of moss hangs to the floor and trails behind it, covering its body. The moss grows over the top of its head like a hood as it coalesces into its form. It's just slightly shorter than Eric and looks nothing more than like a hunched old grandmother. But its face is clearly defined, so much more detailed than the mausoline you met before. This is something different entirely. Bugs sit where its eyes might be. Twisted branches form its arms and fingers, which reach out from between its mossy cloak as it points out at the four of you. It cocks ahead. And you hear a voice, like crackling leaves, not spoken aloud, but directly into your head. It's you. And that's where we'll end our episode. Oh, Our magician master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Theme song by Aaron Richards, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Cover art by Pascal Genet. Hey folks, we hope you are having a great start to the new year. I do want to remind you to please rate us on Spotify if you are using the app. That does, it really does, mean the world to us. If you are a patron, please be sure to get on Patreon and vote in our ongoing poll. You get to decide on a random fact Jasper has to believe that he reads in his book, How to Be a Witty Wizard. Sebastian, Nadine, and I all took turns making up ridiculous creatures for him to look up, and I can't wait to see which is voted to be canon in this adventure. Will it be? the Oculare, a sprite that feeds off eyeglass-wearing wizard's eyesight, the smash Skeeto, a mosquito that can turn into a hammer, or the jelly-toed toad, a toe-eating toad. You folks can impact our story, so let us know. We also released our second episode of JK It's D&D on Patreon, just for our patrons, so be sure to check that out as well. Uh, speaking of patrons, we've got a couple new ones, and, uh, Sassley, did you say these are folks you know from the Pixie Shire? Oh, oh yeah, I said that. I, I, I 
actually said that right before we started recording. Yeah, remember? I know. I, I remember. C- can I, I, can I, I shout them a, out? It's a script. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. All right. That is nice. I want to greet some people from the Pixie Shire. Hey, everyone. This is Sassley. First, the Pixie Elf Juniper. She's our dentist. Her motto is, and not a day makes a pixie say gay. She always says I have strong teeth. That's Yeah. And great. Weather Pixie Finnegan. He's a very old oracle. He predicts the weather by putting his feet in the air. Hey, Finny, I hope it's not raining today. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Hope you guys are doing great. Uh, thanks, Finian and Juniper. And thanks, Sassley. Yeah, always eat a nut. I'm eating nuts. You are a nut. So that's it for today, folks. Uh, until next time, remember to keep your head brain sharp and, and your wand, wand at the ready. ready. Get out of here. Sorry, I like how you say that.